3: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. The team is finally reassembled. Yes! We have uh, boxing promoter Lou DiBella on the phone. We also have the great Max Holloway on the phone. I love Max Holloway! Max and I joke uh, uh, around a lot. Matt and I joke around a lot. Chris interjects unpleasantly. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish.
2: Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button! Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again! He's out! This is UFC Unfiltered.
3: And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Good afternoon. Ooh, My voice know. sounds a little better. It's, been, it's still rough. So I apologize for not being here on oh. uh, last week. I gave these guys a, a late notice. I was yes. very nauseous that morning. I left the radio show 90 minutes into it. I thought I was gonna throw up. So I'm back now. You can hear my voice. I might have to take uh, antibiotics. My voice is still a little scratchy. Yeah. So it doesn't. It, it sounds sexier to a woman when I whisper in her ear. I'm yeah. Like, I'll say sexy. Give daddy a hug. Yeah. Yeah. And what does she say, sir? I'll fucking mace you. Along those lines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Jimmy,
3: good to see you, man. Good too pal. We have a good show today. Lou DiBella, yeah. who's a boxing promoter and kind of a legend in boxing. I like Lou, though. You I, know, what? I met, no, I met him once at some Vander Holyfield documentary, oh. and uh, he really he cares about boxers a lot. He used to be critical of UFC, but I don't think he is anymore. I, yeah. I only know because
2: I don't follow boxing. You know, yeah. I only followed it back in the day with like Mike Tyson and. The good old days with uh, Evander Holyfield's trilogy with Riddick Bowe. That's what I watched, you know, yeah. when I was a teenager. But um, he was, he had that debate with Joe Rogan. Uh, it was on ESPN, correct? It was, was a,
0: yeah, which is so funny. Yeah. And
2: it is funny because now that was a, how long ago?
0: Uh, Ten y- I, yeah, the video that's on YouTube that comes up if you just type in Ludabelle and Joe Rogan, it says it was posted in 2008. So, oh, it's probably around there, it's around that, time. Yeah, so 1991,
2: like a, around a decade ago, you know.
1: What <laughs> no, I think
2: that's too early, so it's a long time ago. So, I want to see if his opinions changed because I remember in that debate, um, he was basically saying it's a street fight in a cage and people elbowing cockfight.
3: each other. Excuse me, Jimmy, Jimmy cockfight.
2: First of all, Jimmy, watch your mouth.
3: What'd you say? Human cockfight.
0: Oh, I'm
2: sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, right. don't he get he
3: your saying. hopes up.
0: Yeah. Well, now, by the way, this Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> this Wednesday, his uh, his event is is going to be on Fight Pass. So obviously he he's kind of buried the hatchet. I think, Jimmy said
2: saying. cockfight, and I took he my did. pants off and lost. <sighs> sorry, everybody. Starting off slow. I'm gonna fucking ease into it.
3: We also have. Yes. Uh, we also have the way, champ. Oh my goodness. Max Holloway. I love yeah. it. He, we only have him for a few minutes. He's squeezing us in because he is a very good egg. Who is he? What's he doing? Uh, Chris? Who are you calling first? Calling the, we got Lou. He's coming. calling for oh, the time. Who's calling
0: now? You yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm shit. Sorry, I thought
3: I did. And we did have he, Max coming on. Israel Adesanya was scheduled, but he has a oh. flight issue, so we're hoping we can get him this week. Do we have Lou DiBella on the phone?
4: How are you? It's Lou DiBella.
3: Hi, Lou. You're talking to Jim Norton and Matt Serra from UFC Unfiltered. How Hello, are you, Lou. Sir?
4: Gentlemen, how are you?
3: I, you know, we, I know you don't know me. I think I met you once. What was the Evander Holyfield? There was some kind of a documentary. It might have been with him, Bernard Hopkins.
5: Tyson,
4: Bernard Hopkins, Heroes.
3: Yes, and it was like some dinner afterwards or some lunch Champs, after.
4: Champs. It was called Champs.
3: Right, right. And what, what was that about? Just the three champions and what they would. What, what was I don't remember it.
4: I don't even remember. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really remember the premise of it, but it was like, I guess it was about how every fighter has a story. And it was like, they had, it was like centered on, it was supposed to be centered on all three of them, but it sort of wound up being more centered on Tyson.
3: Well, and I know Bernard Hopkins was fighting, so he was not at that event. Well, how old was he when he finally stopped? Was he 51 during his last fight?
4: I don't even know, man. I, you know, I promoted him years ago. We had a complicated relationship. Great fighter, Hall of Famer, one of the great middleweights who ever lived. He and I had, like, some bumps in the road. I thought I did real well for him and, and buy him, and, and we wound up having a, a big public hassle that caused me to have to sue him. But I think at the moment, he and I are cool. I mean, you know what, man? Holding a grudge and having hate towards somebody that really, like, it winds up just hurting you. You know what oh, I mean? And, and, and um, you know, I, I think he and I have been able to, to at least create a detente, and I'm pretty cool with having that detente. But... As a fighter, man, he's a, he's the you know he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a you know one of the greatest middleweights who ever lived. And, and I think the reason you you know that he was able to fight so late and and, and and be so good for so long was his defensive brilliance and 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 how little how little punishment he took right. in his career. I mean, you know, other than Floyd Mayweather, you'd be hard pressed to fight another guy who had that kind of career taking that little punishment.
3: And we had met, you and I met briefly at that documentary, uh, which we realized was Champs, with uh, about himself and Tyson and Evander Holyfield. And I've always thought, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm a big Mike Tyson fan, but I, I always thought that Holyfield and Larry Holmes were two guys that were always kind of overrated, I mean, underrated in, in the eyes of history. People don't give Larry Holmes his due for some reason. And I you're
4: wonder. 100% right on, you're, you're 100% right on both counts. Holyfield's legitimately, in my mind, one of the top 10 heavyweights of all time. And pound for pound, he goes into a really short list with like Joe Lewis and and in my my view and um, Sugar Ray Robinson. Uh, well, I mean, I'm talking about heavyweights. Oh, but Joe oh, okay. Lewis, uh, Rocky Marciano, Holyfield, um, guys that were smaller heavyweights even at their time. I mean, Joe Lewis was not a huge man. Um, and, and by the way, he's he's probably the greatest heavyweight of all time, other than maybe Ali. And the only reason he's underrated is because He's universally not recognized as one or two, which he is. I mean, Joe Lewis was as great as anybody that ever boxed in the heavyweight division, and certainly you can make arguments with him and Muhammad. Um, Holyfield was a, was a cruiserweight, and, and really, you know, a, you know, when he started his career, a great cruiserweight. Um, but he was in, fighting in an era of big heavyweights. I mean, Tyson wasn't a huge heavyweight, but the Lennox Lewis's and, sure. and the, the British Bows were, you, you know, were, were, were that, that first wave of huge heavyweight? How much, and,
3: in, how much is cruiserweight? Because they don't have that in UFC. Cruiserweight is what in boxing?
4: Well, years ago, when, when Evander was a cruiserweight, it was under 190. Um, now, cruiserweight is under 200. Okay. Um, so the weight class is, has evolved a little bit. But, I mean, he was a smaller dude, but, like, the heart of a lion and, you know, a tremendous, tremendous fighter. Larry Holmes had that unfortunate problem of following Ali. Yes, and 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 being a a great heavyweight that literally immediately followed Ali. In fact, um, you know, beat Ali, um, uh, beat beat a shadow of Ali, and then
3: and cried after. He cried about it after. He really, really didn't want to do that.
4: Ali was an idol of his. Uh, Greatest jab maybe in the history of the heavyweight division. Yeah, tremendous. Like his jab was an incredible weapon. Um, Great, great fighter and and underappreciated. Look, look. Following a Muhammad Ali is almost an impossibility. And, and, and also, like, Larry had a lot of personality. He would sing and dance. He was, but Ali was this incredibly beautiful man, like this physical specimen, uh, handsome, well-spoken, like, you know, a cutting-edge athlete in every way. I mean, they're really—you uh, know, you can make the argument that there was no athlete in any sport that was like Ali before Ali.
3: And didn't o- uh, o- Larry Holmes say things that would really piss people off, too, about, like, Marciano not carrying his jock and just things that didn't ingratiate people to him?
4: Yeah, but I mean, you know, to, to be honest, back then, I mean, if you're, you're a black heavyweight champion, talking about a white heavyweight champion, you weren't going to ingratiate yourself to anybody, Yeah. Um, especially especially when you're declaring your superiority. But to be honest with you, if you look at Larry Holmes's style and how he fought and um, his, his reach and all that other stuff, and, 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 and Marciano, who was a little bit more of a one-dimensional heavyweight, even though he was great, but he was, a, you know, honestly, Larry Holmes probably would have been a nightmare for Rocky
0: Marciano.
3: And also, just one question, too, to, to, uh, the weight cutting when boxing, they seem to have a better handle on it, um, and, and what, what are they doing different than what some of the MMA fighters are doing as far as the percentage you have to be before, because uh, they don't yeah, seem to... you le-
4: right. it's all bullshit, They're, they don't have a better handle oh, on it. Oh, they really don't,
3: okay. Nah,
4: they really don't, I mean, there were some rules about like 30-day weigh-ins and 60-day weigh-ins, but people bro- blow those weigh-ins all the time, and there are no real ramifications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, people are still gaining 18, 20 pounds between a weigh-in that's, you you know, somewhere usually around 24 um, to 30 hours before the fights. And you have have fights all the time now where one guy will walk in the ring. You know, you'll have a welterweight fight and one guy walks in at 150, you know, it's supposed to be a 147-pound limit, and you'll have one guy walking in the ring the night of the fight at 151 when the other guy will walk in almost a light heavyweight you know looking at 170. so i mean it, it, it it's it's a it's a significant problem in in boxing the same way it's a significant problem in mma mm-hmm. except um, the, oh, i'm sorry I, I think you may have guys that are like like closer to death to make the weight yeah the way you yeah. weigh in mm-hmm. um but but our guys are blowing up and you have like the weight classes are are, are really uh often a, a complete you know sort of falsehood you know if you're saying there's a 154 pound limit but one guy's walking in the ring the night of the fight at, at 160, and the other guy's walking in at 185. Um, wow, it doesn't work. Something's wrong. And, and, and honestly, I think weight loss and, and weight and, and size difference differential are two of the most significant health and safety problems in, in combat sports in general, but, yeah. but certainly in boxing. Dude, it's just you have two guys of, of a fairly equal skill level, and one of them's walking in the ring weighing 25, 20 pounds more than the other. Um, that, that ain't a fair fight. You know, size matters, you know, no matter what your girlfriend tells you. I mean, it's, <laughs> no, it's, no, yeah. my
3: girlfriend always tells me size matters. <laughs> when she okay, blows there you go.
4: Yeah, um, but also... You know, these... I mean, it, it matters in combat sports, man. Come on. I mean, it, you know, it, in the heavyweight division, whether a guy's 260 or 230 or, you know, whatever, I, I, I you know, that's that's less problematic and you're always going to have that kind of situation. But when you're looking at guys that are, you know, a, a guy that's basically able to um, probably not in a healthy manner, but condition his body to, to make a weigh-in and then get into a ring 25 pounds later, 24 hours later, um, 25 pounds more, 24 hours later, and outweigh his opponent by over two weight classes, um, not, it's, it's not safe. And, 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 and frankly, it can... <laughs> Look, I never thought Mikey Garcia had it. I love Mikey Garcia, one of my favorite fighters. I would have told Dana White not to bet Mikey Garcia, because as great as Mikey Garcia was, um, there was a quantum difference in size between Garcia and Spence. And you could argue also probably Spence might have had an edge if they were the same size. But, but really, when you know, people were complaining about Mikey's performance in that fight, um, he performed to get through the fight. I mean, he performed to survive because the way he performed was the only way that was going to get him till the final bell.
2: I think a lot of a lot of times uh, with these MMA guys, the UFC uh, specifically, there's less weight classes. So, like a guy like myself could afford at one sixty a lot more comfortable than I was fighting at one fifty five. Yet I got the title at one seventy. I wasn't. A, I was a freaking small one seventy. So, because there's more weight classes in the boxing. Those guys aren't looking like they're about like, like uh, Gollum as much, you know what I mean?
4: Well, I, I, though you do see it. Yeah, you, know? you and do other, see it. For so, sure. and, and, and the funny part is, everyone's looking for an advantage. So mm-hmm. I'm not so sure, like, if I had it my way, I'm not so sure I wouldn't be the way of UFC. Like, I think that I, I may be of the mind that there might be too many weight classes. Ah, you know?
2: They got to find a happy medium there.
4: <laughs> maybe, but, like, you know, when you, when you start getting into, like, you have 118, 122, 126. The four-pound differentials, I don't know. I mean, I, I, in the old days of boxing, there were fewer weight classes. Yeah. You know, now you have weight classes out the wazoo, and you have, you know, four different organizations declaring champions, and then you have multiple, some of these organizations declaring two and three champions at the same time. So, you know, I actually think there are too many champions in boxing.
2: Now, Lou, let me ask you your opinion now, if it changed at all. From back in the day, ages ago, when you had this debate with Joe Rogan with MMA versus boxing, that's how I remember you when I heard you were on the show and uh, when I heard you were coming on well, the show. I, that's,
4: I hope you remember more. That was like a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. Listen, I hate to bring it up, but as an MMA guy, I'm like, oh, that's the boxing promoter that was on the thing with Joe. So a lot of MMA guys uh, will say that's how they're going to, you know,
4: uh, well, first of all, I, th- I I think your sports evolved.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent, it did.
4: You know, and I think it's uh, I you know and and look, I I watch now, I and mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I mean, I, yeah. I might be a casual. I probably because I'm in the combat sports industry, probably watch as much as a casual MMA fan would watch. But um, you know, there are guys I enjoy watching. I, I I get I get mixed martial arts a lot more than than I get I got them years ago. Um. Mm-hmm. until i i started leaving my training sessions uh, beaten to a pulp uh, and, and <laughs> having, having to lie in having to lie in ice water oh. um I, I was taking mma some mma oh. lessons for a while from a guy named glenn rubin on long island who was a great 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 sensei well, um on long island I, I, I have <laughs> to admit i gave up but it gave me a new appreciation for for a lot of what goes on um in an octagon or or, or in a cage and and, and um you know, I, I I do feel differently. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm still not a huge fan, but I, but I do feel differently. There are, there are guys, I you know, there are certain MMA fighters um, uh, I enjoy watching more than others. Uh, I like the stand up game and, sure. and, and and the kicking uh, probably a little bit more than I like the grappling. Um, did but, you? But yeah, I think I, I think you know, my, my, my attitude has absolutely evolved. Lou,
2: you I, th- your buddy Glenn on Long Island, did he show you any jiu-jitsu at all? or no.
4: I mean, he showed me a lot of stuff. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, was, uh, he crossed all sorts of disciplines. It actually he had me in great shape for a while, but then <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, I really got beaten to a pulp. I mean, yeah. like, he, like, you know, I, like, I, I wound up with, you know, torn ligaments and, you know, I was coming back. I could barely walk. Hey, I'm, dude, I'm 58 years old, man. It's like, <laughs> it's a, you know, the shit just doesn't, like, you don't recover the same way.
2: No, um, I, I hear you. It,
4: you know, I I I don't want to say I sort of like like you know punked out, but I punked out.
3: You know? Also, I wanted yeah. to ask you too about boxing. Too one thing with boxing, like, I used to love it, and I I know for me, I'm much more UFC and MMA now. What, the boxing. No, I'll tell you one
4: thing. I'll tell you one thing. You get a better chance of of like getting an honest decision in MMA. Well,
3: that you. Know, it's like, funny. That's exactly the direction I'm going in.
4: You, you mean- have a hundred percent better chance of uh, of watching something and and and. You watched it, you you pretty much could tell who won, and then they announced the decision, and the right guy won. And, and, you know, I've said this many times, and I don't want to shit on people that work in my own industry, but I, I would, for the most part, can take three grammar school kids, situate them around the ring like they're judges, and just say which man or woman won. And I'm going to trust that decision more than I'm going to trust the scores of most boxing judges.
3: You know, because I don't watch a lot of boxing anymore. The last fight I watched was uh, uh, Alvarez against Triple G, and I thought that you know it was what a horrendous decision. And though, I guess it was the one woman who had well, scored it. I
4: think you're thinking of the first time. Like, like, yeah, I, mean, I watched the last one.
3: Oh, did they fight again? I don't even know they fought. What happened in the no, second fought, one?
4: They fought, They fought twice. The first fight. Um, there was no question, and I think that's probably the fight you're talking yes, about. Yes, Adelaide bird yep. See, Adelaide Bird, and I got nothing against the lady. She's probably a nice lady. She has a nice family, probably a nice person. Dude, she's been like, there, her decisions stink with consistency. Why is she still judging? Yeah, she's terrible. And, and here's the answer. Only in boxing. Oh, there is, there's no like checks and balances on, and and by the way, there are also like, I'm I'm a promoter, so I could take advantage of it, but I'm not a fucking dirtbag. I'm just not, not who I am. I don't, I don't want to affect the decision in a fucked up way. But, but when like there are no standardized hotel accommodations or, or travel accommodations and a promoter can put a particular judge in a motel six or put the same judge in the Ritz Carlton, um, you know that wouldn't have that doesn't happen with referees or officials in other sports and and then you have judges and officials going to conventions for the for the ratings organizations that give out the belt So the officials sort of know who's the big money attraction who's the guy that everybody wants to win and there's there there, there you know canelo gets the benefit of every decision the first canelo triple g fight was an atrocity of judging I mean, I mean, anybody in their right mind who watched that first fight Disgusting. and thought that Canelo won the fight doesn't know shit. Right. Now, now, the second fight is a little bit different. And, 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 and in boxing, you know, we used to, we're so used to robberies and we're so used to messed up scoring that people scream robbery constantly. There's a difference between a close fight that reasonable people can disagree on
1: right.
4: and a robbery. The first Canelo-Triple-G fight was a robbery. Triple G won that fight and, yeah. and the decision wasn't righteous. The second fight, I thought Triple G like squeaked it out. I had him ahead by a point or two. But it was so close that in reasonableness, um, I wouldn't call the fact that Canelo got the decision than the second fight a robbery. I would just say it was a close fight and I didn't see it the same way.
3: Was she on that did she judge the second fight too?
4: I don't remember, man. I don't pay attention, but like, I want to be honest with you. It's, it's really messed up because you can't you, or you almost cannot watch a boxing card any longer without seeing some example of horrendous judging on that card. I mean, it's not a, a, a an infrequency. It, 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 it's, there's way too much regularity of bad scoring. And I want to tell you something. I like more so than the emergence. You know, people for a while wanted to say, "Oh, MMA is gonna gonna hurt boxing." That's one of the things I think that I was right about, and Joe was wrong about when we had that debate a long time ago. Boxing's done it to itself. MMA's not done anything to boxing. Boxing's done it to itself.
3: Lou, one thing, hold on, I second. part. I I I agree and I disagree because I think I I think that the the, the one thing that MMA does so well is they give you fights that you want to see. So they're taking the proactive stance and, and making a fight happen when the fans yeah, want but, but, it, but, but, but boxing but, 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 has but, but, yeah, also gone the opposite but, 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 and not done it. I,
4: I'm not using a legal term, right? Yeah. What I'm about to say is not in the legal sense, even though I went to law school. It's, it's in, the, it's in the, 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 the common kind of okay. sense. The UFC has a corner on the market for a large, to a large you know, It's almost a monopoly. It's not a legal monopoly, but it's, it's you've you got the most powerful by far sure. entity in mixed martial arts. I mean, it's not killing the UFC when a when a Bellator or a Combate, uh athlete, you know, it, it can't compete with the UFC athlete sure. because the majority of the biggest names and the top guys are fighting UFC. So, and, and also when you're in a position of control, you you know, you could pretty much cause the guy to have to fight another guy. Sure. Boxing's got no ultimate authority. It's got no one organization. It has no most powerful entity. It's the wild fucking wild west. And it always has been, and that's one of the things that's that's worked to the detriment of the sport. There's nobody looking out for the the you know the betterment of the of the industry as a whole, and there's nobody really looking out for the fans.
3: And also, now what are you promoting too? Because you have your your uh, you're on Fight Pass, correct?
4: Yeah, I'm doing. A, I mean, I've been doing a since I became a boxing promoter, and I, I left HBO where I was you know, for most of the, you know, for the entire 1990s, pretty much, I was head of of programming for HBO Boxing, and I was buying the the boxing for HBO. Um, Unfortunately, HBO's now gone out of the boxing business. Um, But but since I've been on my own, I've been doing a boxing series in the New York area, primarily called Broadway Boxing. It's the longest running grassroots boxing show uh, in the country, and I think it's one of the best. And we're going to, I'll be, this Wednesday night, April 10th, will be the first one that's going to be streamed onto UFC Fight Pass. And I'm, I'm pretty excited that UFC Fight Pass is going to be doing some more boxing. And I'm excited that they're going to be picking up the series, um, at least for a few shows, to check it out.
3: Well, Dana's a big boxing fan. I think Dana used to box years ago. and He may have started in Boston as as a boxing promoter no, so he's a
4: legit but he's a yeah. Dana's a legit boxing fan. He and I have like, you know, had a had dialogue for years and 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 you know talked about the sport and stuff and his son I think is boxing. Oh yeah, is he? And yeah, I think so. I think his son's doing mm-hmm. some boxing uh, as an amateur now and then Dana has used boxing as a workout and it, he's a legit fan. Hey, look, to some degree, I think Rogan's a fan too. And and I'd love to go on Rogan's podcast yeah. and Hang out with him for an hour or two; it'd be probably be amusing.
3: Oh, Rogan's a legit boxing fan. I know; I know him very well for a long time, and uh, I've been. Uh, we we did something. I think we were uh, watched the Triple G uh, Alvarez fight together uh, on, on one of his podcasts. Yeah, no, he's a real but, but said, When you go back to that
4: first Triple G, the first fight with Triple G and, and Canelo, when you sit there and you watch an athletic event and you know what you saw, and you enjoyed it, and you're waiting for the decision that that comports with what your eyeballs registered and then they announce something that is just not in in the realm of like possibility yeah. and, and for any reasonable person that you hear scores that that are not at all reasonable yeah like that sort of takes away the joy of that athletic competition you it, know what i mean it made me and,
3: not like and, boxing that like and knowing that the corruption that has existed again maybe not as much as it used to but that outside stuff Made me not enjoy boxing anymore. And I guess when UFC was there, I had something now I could watch and I just, I couldn't enjoy boxing for the same as I used to.
4: Well, I get that. I mean, I, I do. And I, I think that we have to, f- there's this, the, the problems that I would have identified. Here's the problem with boxing. The problems I would have identified 25 years ago are the problems that would have identified 15 years ago or the problems I would have identified five years ago. And they're still the fucking problems and we haven't addressed them and we haven't fixed them. And there are still too many terrible decisions. There, there are still, there's still too many conflicts of interest. Um, there's, there's, there's what appears to be corruption. And if it's not corruption, it's utter, um, incompetence. and, And there's no excuse for incompetent people to be appointed time and time again to the same positions. Um, so, it, it, you know, we, we, got, we got to do better. I think it's a great product, though. I think it's a great sport. Yeah. I mean, I still I love boxing. I just don't like the politics of it. And as a fan, um, what I find objectionable as a fan uh, is the kind of stuff that doesn't surprise me, turns off a lot of people. Yeah. You know I mean I, I, I shrug my shoulders because I'm so used to it, man. I've been a little bit hardened by 30 years nearly 30 years it'll be 30 years in December in the boxing business. I mean I'm friggin jaded but um, you know other people have alternatives now and, and I, I think we got the best product. but you know what we, we sully our product and we dirty it and we, we make it a little bit less attractive by not policing ourselves well right.
2: Well, I'm happy you guys are gonna be on the uh, UFC Fight Pass live streaming. I like that everybody's getting along now. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean.
4: Who would have thought well, like, it from back in the you day? You like combat sports. You like <laughs> combat sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, MMA is mixed martial arts, stand up, boxing, you know, punching, striking is part of the skill set for a good MMA fighter. Um, and and like I, I know that MMA fans can appreciate a terrific boxer. I, I think that. Even boxing fans, we are people that are conditioned to enjoy combat sport. And and when I gave MMA a chance, and I started, you know, watching, I mean, there there are people I could like pass on because I just don't like their style of of, sure. uh, of fighting. But that's the same is true in boxing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't tend to like guys that are all defense and run around the ring avoiding punches without being aggressive. Sure, for you, um, you know, I don't I don't in, in MMA I don't enjoy somebody that goes right to the ground. Well, it's not my thing
2: now Lou you know? I know that's not your thing I'm not listen at 58 I'm not trying to make it your thing but let me throw this out there Lou I live in Long Island, New York I got a couple of jiu-jitsu academies I'm no Joe Schmo I don't want to brag about who the fuck I am but I am a Hall of Famer former champion you could google me after this Lou but listen yes Jim Norton if you, yeah, not Jim Norton if you want to ever do a lesson with me I guarantee you you will be strangling me I'll teach you and you learn the gentle art of jiu-jitsu you might fall in love with it Lou
4: no, I want to tell you something. I really was when I was training it. I was sort of, enjo- yeah. I was enjoying it. And look, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that can go to a gym and yeah. like and just not. play with machines. Okay. Like I need to do something that engages me. Like I, you know, when I I was in much better yeah. shape when I was a younger guy and I was playing softball and and and, and you know basketball with the yeah. guys even in my 30s. But like when you know when it comes down to going to a gym and just having the discipline to do like circuits and stuff like that, I find it boring as hell. Not when fair. I when I started training with. Uh, You know, with Glenn, I got myself in some really good shape pretty quickly because he demanded it. But also, you know, I enjoyed it. It was like uh, learning the learning stuff and learning a a new discipline is sort of fun. So, uh, yeah, I I might take you up on that, bro.
3: Anytime. One one more question before we let you go, and just tonight eight
4: p.m. Eastern time, uh, UFC Fight Pass, Broadway Boxing, check it out. Yes, if you're an MMA fan. Check out a little boxing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Tabella Entertainment Broadway. Uh, make sure you support that. One more question, and you may or may not know this. When MMA was fighting to be legalized and it really fought hard, tooth and nail, was boxing in any kind of a way fighting the legalization of MMA?
4: Uh, you know what, man? <laughs> no. And I'll tell you something. Not that people wouldn't have wanted to, but there was so little... Like, boxing doesn't do anything as an industry. Okay. Like there is no like unified front, whether it's fighting something or supporting something or trying to change something. So like, that's really, I'm giving you the truth. like, do I think people wanted to see MMA legalized? There were a lot of people I'm sure didn't. Yes. But were, were people out there actively fighting it? No, because boxing doesn't have his shit together enough to go out there and actively fight anything as, as one voice. <laughs> All, right.
3: All right. Well, yeah, fat, Lou, you're an
4: honest... G- that's actually the honest answer.
3: You're an honest guy, man, and I really, really enjoy talking to you. So uh, thanks for calling in, and good luck with this. I, I hope this works out.
4: No, thank you, man. I, so, you know, so do I. And, and look, I, I actually think it's a cool thing that that Fight Pass is, is starting to, to, I don't want to say embrace boxing, because obviously... It's primarily an MMA streaming service, sure. But but like incorporate boxing into the programming yes. that it's putting out there because you know boxing is one of the, one of the disciplines, as is you know jujitsu, as as are many other disciplines that are incorporated into UFC, into MMA, and um, and we saw like the crossover potential of of when, when Conor McGregor jumped over to fight Mayweather and a gazillion people bought that. Sure. That um, and, and by the way, McGregor didn't disgrace himself.
3: No, I was going to okay. ask you about that before. He did better than a lot of people thought he would do.
4: Yeah, I mean, he you know, he trained seriously. He trained well. Um, I, I don't think Floyd ever really thought that that, that Connor had um, a viable chance, but uh, but I think that, that Floyd's also an entertainer. Yep. I don't think he tanked the event in the sense of letting Connor. Look really, really good. I just think he turned on the, the, you know, I, I think he turned on that, that the spigot and opened that faucet, uh, somewhere in the middle of the fight or, or, you know, it wasn't surprising it ended the way it did, right. but, but clearly Connor had a game plan and he executed it pretty well and and you know connor's not a bad stand-up fighter no and you have a lot of other i mean look i i watch ufc and i see men and women like let me tell you something amanda nunez could be a hell, a hell of a female boxer <laughs> if, some, if someone a real serious boxing trainer got with her on the discipline i mean there there are and there are other you know like you know most people pay more attention to the how much weed the diaz brothers smoke than the fact that they were pretty good stand-up fighters and nick particularly, had a pretty good stand-up game. And I think Nick could have been a boxer. And, and I think that there are a lot of guys and women in, in mixed martial arts who have enough striking ability and a sense of of strategy for their stand-up game that with the appropriate training could compete. I'm not saying be world champions, but compete sure. on a high level in boxing.
3: All right, Lou, we, uh, we appreciate that, And I will talk to you again. And it uh, really great having you on.
4: Thanks, good Lou. Good talking to you guys. All, all right, honest.
3: buddy, take care. Yeah, we got. I could talk to him all day. We got Max Holloway, I guess, very, very shortly, and only for a short period of time. <clears throat> well, yeah, listen, is, uh, why are you not turning the Sorry, on? Max
0: is kind of swaps with me. He's great, though. He I love everything.
3: Max, and he likes us. Me, in particular. That's why I'm just you, making that he, up. He was
2: just a uh, funk master. Was just over there training with him. Was he? Yeah. I want to ask him about that. And when he fought Dustin Poirier the first time, that was his very first time in the y- UFC. Yes, it right? was. He was a kid. Yeah. You know. Now he's a man and a champion. Timmy, yeah, he's a champion. He's a, he's he's a really, fucking badass. I don't
3: know why Chris won't put him on the phone. I don't know. Chris is probably dead. Oh, yes. we got him now. Do we have Max Holloway on the phone right now?
5: We speaking.
3: Hey, yes. buddy, it's Jim and Matt. How you doing? What's
5: up, champ? Good, boss. How you doing?
3: Good. We are extremely psyched for this fight. Um, I wanted to ask you too because we we rewatched your first uh, fight with Dustin, and again, that was your first UFC fight, and you were so much younger yeah. then. What is your mentality going into this this first rematch with a guy who's actually beaten you?
5: You know first things first, Jeremy, you, know I mean? you need to put it away. I know, I know you're trying to bring it out. <laughs> you need to put that thing away, bro. I can't help it. I know Matt is not saying anything he's quite. He might be enjoying it, but I'm gonna Max. speak up for him and say, put that thing away. Not Come only on, is he it. enjoying
3: it,
2: Matt's the one who took it out. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> First of all, you can't prove that. Hey, Max, I heard you were just hanging out with Aljo. Is that true? Out the Funk Master. Oh yeah, the Funk Master Aljo, invaded Aljo's Hawaii. Thing.
5: Yeah, yeah, he's a man. I love, I love Aljo. We're talking about you. yeah, he's a dope. Listen, man. You
2: guys treat you treat him so good over there, man. He has a great time. I'm afraid he's not going to come back though when he goes over there.
5: No, oh, he's, he's going to go back. He's, I, we love him there. That's why we, we I love training with him. Great guy. And he loves our food. He loves our culture. He embraces us, and uh, we got to embrace him. Ah, uh,
2: good people. You know, water seeks its own level. That's why you guys are hanging out.
3: You guys are both good
5: people. Yeah. Thank you, boss.
3: So, so how are you going into this uh, this rematch with again because you you haven't lost in so long. Does it change anything because of your first fight? The mentality you're going into this with?
5: Not, you know, not really, man. It's just another fight, you know. Like, like I said, you know, all these guys are cupcakes. Seven years ago, I had, I, I got, <sighs> I got to taste this cupcake, and not tastes too good. You know, hopefully this time around, uh, it tastes much better.
2: You know, it's funny. Now, when I first fought in the UFC, I had eight fights. I just smoked the guys. They, they kind of didn't know the jiu-jitsu so good. Then I fought guys with experience, like Shawnee Carter. Who had so many fights. I had such tunnel vision. I remember it like yesterday, and I got over it over time. Experience takes that away. But just the the, the lights in your face, you're walking out, the nervousness of the promotion of the big show of the UFC really, it it, it fucked with me. I'm going to be honest with you, Max. Mm -hmm. Your first fight in the UFC was Dustin. How was your, and you only had four fights. How, How was the experience? Compared to that, I'm talking about walking out. Not even so much the fight, just the experience yeah. of walking out. Did you have the tunnel
5: vision? Yeah, the experience was crazy. You know, it was crazy. You, you know, you know. Well, they, the the UFC brings us down, and uh, uh, before the fight for two hours, they try to get us there like two and a half hours early to yeah. the fight. Uh, we got the screen in the back. We're watching the fight, and uh, it's empty. You know, all the fights that was going on was empty. And I remember Stephen Wonderboy's fight. That's the one that he did. Uh, he, that me and him, I think we made our debut the same day. And uh, he did that kick over the shoulder. And he knocked someone out, and it was, like, empty when he was out there. And I was like, oh, okay, not too bad, you know. And then we started getting ready, started warming up. And then when we went to a walkout, the thing was full to the gills. I was like, Oh my gosh, I went from, I went from zero to 200, you know, it's a, it was the, it was the, uh, uh, Nick, the Nick card versus a uh, Condit. And it was crazy, you know, watching it back there and be like, Oh, it's not too bad. You know, not too much people here. And then me and uh, me and Dustin was headlining the FX card. And then we walk out and it's like, Oh my gosh, what, yeah. what am I doing? You know? And then I, I get to the, I get to the octagon. I just remember, uh, uh, Bruce, uh, announcing me and, uh, I was looking at him, uh, I was, like, feeling weak in the knees. I was like, do not faint on national TV. This is going to be terrible, Mac. Don't do that. And, uh, you know, the UFC jitters, I, I don't know. Some people say they don't got them, but it, it, definitely, it's definitely, it was definitely real for me. And now, you, you, what is the weight cut like for you now? Because you have to cut 10
3: less pounds. So are you just walking around 10 pounds heavier than you normally would, or are you just like, I can't wait for this uh, weight cut. is not going to be as bad.
5: Yeah, you know, I, I just can't wait. You know, especially in this camp, it uh, uh, was – we had some time uh, to put on a little muscle, you know. I, I'm not I'm not big, big, you know, like, I'm a big boy for 45, like how everybody say, but it's just another week. It's another fight. It's another thing, you know. It's, I feel great. I feel good. And I, I just can't wait to go and do the damn thing on Saturday night. And
3: I know you haven't fought it this way yet, so it's easy to say, well, do you want to stay there or do you want to go back down and defend? I guess it depends on how this goes,
5: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see how it happens, you know. At the end of the day uh, you know, a king got defend his throne, you know, I got I got a throne to defend down there. Yeah, and I was talking about it, you know if if UFC if UFC wanted to take that path with me, they would have sent over a contract with uh with a forty name on it and that's what we would have took, you know, but no, they they send over this contract and that's what we did. You know, there's guys like uh I know there's guys like uh Henato, uh that Alex guy and a couple of other people, you know, but <laughs> Right now, they, they don't got they I don't think so. Any of them got any, uh, they, they only got one, one win in the, uh, in the top 10, you know, or top five guys, you know. So I think so. UFC just wants them to bake a little, you know, let, let, let them fruition and, uh, we see what happens.
2: You know, I'm looking at, you know, Dustin being currently on this five fight unbeaten streak with Jim Miller, Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis, Justin Gaethje, and Eddie Alvarez again. And, uh, and I'm going to bring that up to you, but then I'm like, fuck, man, dude, you're on a 13 fight win streak. You forgot how to lose, my man. How- <laughs> I mean, is that just, is that, is that why you're so confident?
5: Is that just, uh, yeah, you for- you know, I mean, go ahead. I've been, I've been confident my whole life. You know, I've been telling everybody I'm, I'm a champion. You know, I've been carrying myself as a champion. I just needed, I just needed this. You know, 15 pounds of gold to to prove it to the world. You know, but I, I knew, my team knew, we all knew. We just was opportunities. You know, we just was waiting for a shot, and and here it is. You know, he's a killer. I'm a killer. I can't I can't wait to go in there and have fun with him. You know, he he wants some uh, he wants some big names, and um, I just can't wait. You know, I can't wait. There's a confidence is key in this. You know, mental game is key in this game. You know, once you once you're out of it, once you're mentally not there. Then you check out, you know, and I'm always mentally in the fight. I'm always mentally in training, and I just can't wait to do it. When something like that, oh sorry, when something like that happens, like after that
3: first loss, mounted uh, armbar, do you say to yourself, no matter what happens, that's never going to happen to me again?
5: Yeah, you know, for for sure, you know, I I after that fight, I took maybe maybe a day or so off. I went back into the gym. And I put myself in like a thousand triangles <laughs> just to get just to just to get out. you know, like a lot of people they they don't understand you know you need to put yourself in in these in these situations when you're training. Yes. So when you go out there, uh, when you go out to to game time, you've been there. you've been you've been doing this, you know i'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and and practice a roundhouse kick a thousand times and then go out there and try to throw a spinning back kick that I didn't <laughs> practice, that you, it just is, doesn't that happen like that. You know, you got to practice what you preach and you got to, you got to go in there and, and practice stuff, even the bad stuff, even the bad situations, you know, everybody always like, Oh yeah. Well,
1: that's Everybody a- likes
5: being the hammer in this Sorry. sport. But, uh, when it's, uh, when it's time to be the nail, you, you, you see, you see the difference of, of, uh, who's, uh, Who's good and then who's great?
2: Well, yeah, that's how I know you changed uh, as a fighter. Now, listen, if when you were gonna, if you were to fight Brian Ortega and I had to look at a fight, um, let's say your very first fight in the UFC versus Dustin, and I'd be worried for you. But then if I seen that your fight, either fight versus Jose Aldo, like I did, it's a diff- You're a different guy. I'm not looking at this like a rematch. I'm looking at this like the first time you ever fighting Dustin because you are a. A different fighter, man. All around. And you're a. You just. And you've grown. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you've been eating your fucking Wheaties in Hawaii, but you grown, dude. I don't know what's in those coconuts, but you, you're a bigger. You like developed. Like I'm looking at the fight. You, you you look skilled and you were game, yeah. but you kind of look like a kid, Max. We're 20. Well, you're a fucking man now, Max. You're a fucking <laughs> champion, Max. You're a fucking yeah. world
5: champion. Yes. It, it. In Hawaii, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be eating, we'd be eating calo. Uh, that thing is great. It, what is it, that? It's, it, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's kind of like potatoes. It's taro. Is it gluten in it? <laughs> 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 Some oh. of them can be gluten free. Who knows? You know, what, what's going on? But it yeah. it's, uh, it's, that's what they give us our powers, you know? And at the end of the day, it is, you know, he knows, he knows it. Dustin knows it. I know it. It's, he's a different fighter from them. I'm a different fighter from, uh, from then. And, um, I just can't wait. I can't wait. You know, it's uh place like these that's intrigued me. You know, my my relationship with the UFC is simple. You know, we always tell them the same thing, you know, find the hardest guy that you guys think is in 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 uh, in the promotion. Put his name, put uh, put my name and I'll sign it. I'll send, send it over to me in a contract. I'll sign it and uh, let's see what happens. Jimmy, well, we Jimmy, love he's you. A,
3: man. We, Jimmy, he's a throwback, Jimmy. Max he's is. a
2: fucking throwback, Jimmy.
3: Yeah, Max and Frankie Edgar are very similar in, in the way they seem to look at things. We love you, man. We, we uh, always love watching you fight. I cannot wait for this main event against Poirier. This is uh, uh, Poirier Hallway 2. Uh, this is uh, for the interim lightweight title, man. And you're moving up in weight. And good luck here at uh, 236 this Saturday, April 13th. You guys got to get this pay per view. Yeah, Cham. Good luck, man.
5: Thank you guys. You guys have a good and Put it away, Jimmy. Put Stop it away. Right. I'm
3: keeping it out until you come back.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good one. All right.
3: <laughs> see you later, Max. <laughs> later champ.
2: <laughs> Max got a great, great personality. Yeah, he does. He's a different guy, Jimmy. Yep. Jimmy, I know what the fuck I'm looking at. Yeah, cool guy. Oh, I think that's me. I'm not looking in a mirror, Jimmy. If I was, what would I be looking at? Short guy. So you would say a Hall of Famer. <sighs> Jimmy, you're, you're mean sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stay mad at you, my little bird. <laughs> I miss you so much when I don't see don't you. Don't we
3: either. have a live read, Chris? Oh, my How kids! They want me to pay the My bills? kids did no, so well.
2: We my kids can't. won. Uh, they did oh, great. Oh, what were they doing? Uh, well, my middle one got uh, she got title, like she got the uh, the most, like the it's like the most prestigious thing in the whole dance uh, competition. And my other one killed. Like her trio got like elite placket platinum and shit like
3: that. Oh, it's not. You were proud. Beyond proud. Did you stand up and clap?
2: I, I clap, but I don't want to stand up. I don't want to block anybody's view. Does he get a little emotional? I get a little emotional, you know. I can cry in the car. Let's go, man. Let's do it, a- Jim. J- J- Jim. Jim. I don't like calling you Jim.
3: What? It's my name. Ooh. No, you're you my- so used to call me Daddy. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Jimmy, I don't like that.
2: I miss you, Jimmy, when I don't see you. I miss you so much that I can't even get mad at you when you too, mean pal. to me. Uh, Jimmy, can I tell you what this, this package I got the other day? I got, I got a very similar one Untuck it, Jimmy. That's right. Oh, it's so comfortable. And my wife likes the way the shirts fit me. And, uh, you know, I think these shirts could get these untucked clothes can get
3: me uh, lucky. Well, these were specifically designed to be worn untucked. That's why traditional button ups look like long and baggy because they were never meant to be worn that way. Jimmy, do I look like a guy that likes to tuck things in? Not at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jimmy, you don't <laughs> too, too quick with
0: that one. Well,
2: that's what I said. Looks like a guy that likes. Jimmy, yes. I'm talking about clothing. I oh. even when I sleep, I take the the, the my side of the um, bed out. I untuck it. Yeah, I but don't... that has
3: nothing to do with this awesome clothing. Can
2: we talk about untuck it? Yes. Please
3: do. It's the brand you've been looking for. It really is the original untucked shirt. It's a modern solution to an old problem. No tucking or tailoring required. No matter what your size or shape, those shirts are a perfect untucked length. You ever been frustrated with your shirt uh, buying in the past? We all have. Pfft, I have.
2: Dude, I'm sure a stocky
3: guy. We are. What? Yeah, you are. But I am well built. Well, I mean, I've been off gluten. But go ahead. That's right. You look good. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Untucked, it just looks better untucked. And I don't. (laughs) Here's what it is. I don't like a shirt that's tucked in because when it's tucked in, my little side blubber shows, (sighs) and I hate it. And it never. It always looks uh, wrinkled when it's not supposed. I like a nice straight untucked shirt. Yeah. And these are the proper untucked length. For, to keep your shirt on top, Cook. Matt right now is showing his stomach. Matt really is a flat stomach. It annoys me. Matt's lost this. a lot of weight.
2: Yeah, Jimmy, I'm
3: powerful. I love my tuck it shirts, Jimmy. I don't like to tuck
2: it in, Jimmy. Neither and either. now with untuck it.
0: I don't have to. You well, so I would imagine you both probably don't like going to a store to look for stuff. No, I'd rather order else. online. Yeah, I, that's what I do. I'm
3: lazy. You know. Plus, people swap me when I'm in a store. What, do they all really? starstruck. Yeah, did you hear Jimmy? No. <laughs> I can't even get a sales clerk over to me. <laughs> I get mean? no respect at all. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try it on in person. One of Untuck It does have 50 stores, or you can just go to untuck it. UntuckIt. U N T U C K I T, UntuckIt.com. Get started. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. Save 20% on your first order. Help us out. Use our code. UFC at checkout, untuckit.com. And the promo code is UFC. They are meant to be untucked. That's why they look good and they feel really good when you don't tuck them in. Tucked-in shirts sucked.
2: (laughs) Ah, Jimmy, let me tell you, not a big fan of the tucked-in shirts.
1: What up, everybody? This is C.J. McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull-Up Podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull-Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver.
4: 37 points,
1: back-to-back, essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations, but most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Klay and Steph and a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to...
0: Pull up. Up.
1: Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.
3: After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. We I Do not like do, we do fight t- picks? No, what's today?
0: No, we could do the picks on Wednesday. I mean, there's some news. if You guys wanted to get into it Wednesday. on Thursday, yes.
2: Thursday! Now, Matt, I thought of what? you. Thank you, Jimmy. What it, were you doing? Were you sitting on the throne? No, no, Okay.
3: No. I was, uh, I was sorry smiling. To ask, sorry
2: to ask that, Jimmy. I don't know why I asked that.
3: This Connor and Khabib back and forth, which Dane eventually oh, stepped in. Oh, we didn't talk about that. No, no it no. just happened. I mean, uh, yeah, where it got like again. No. I, I I like that. I don't mind Connor talking okay. shit and bashing people because it's people part think- of what he does. <laughs> No, but one. when he posted a picture of Khabib's wife yeah, yeah, yeah. at the, I guess that was their wedding ceremony or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
2: I commented last time. I, I'll do it again. What was it? Was it oh, think I hate him. But,
3: <laughs> I don't hate Conor at all. People but it's I like, man, him. you don't talk about the guy's wife. It's like, come on, dude. I
2: dude, That's garbage. No,
3: you don't think that's garbage? Yeah, you don't. It's need fucking do God's dirtbag shit. Yeah. That, I mean, listen, I talked about
2: it already, but you brought it up. Oh, did? Oh, the, the, well, when did this happen?
0: You, you talked about some of the stuff that went back and forth, but then after we recorded, Dana came out with a statement being like. Oh, go ahead. I'm aware of the recent social media exchange between Khabib and Connor. The ongoing situation has escalated to a level that is not acceptable. As such, we are taking the necessary steps to reach out to both athlete Mm. camps, and the situation is being addressed by all parties internally. you don't want this becoming some Biggie Smalls fucking Tupac shit, because this is,
2: I mean, first of all, it's different than that, the battle rappers, because you, you can't, you can't, there's certain things that should morally be off limits. Religion and somebody's spouse-
3: Yes. Fucking come on, man. what's next? Man.
2: Somebody's kids? I mean, you're you're, gonna, you're showing. Listen, I now I'm gonna I'm gonna give a message mm-hmm. to Connor. I'm gonna tell him a great man. And I said this before. He's gonna quote me again. I'm quoting. No, I'm quoting Ben Parker because he was a great man. I don't know what happened to Peter's uh, parents. Who knows? I don't know. I, they weren't there. Something happened. That's right. But you know, great Aunt May and, and Ben Parker, they took him in. Yeah. Right. And Ben Parker had a, he has this line. And I tell this to my to my people that train underneath me, Jimmy. I say that with great power, Jimmy. Go ahead. Do you want to finish it? Comes a great ability to pick on people. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. For sure. What? Bullied, Jimmy, bullied. Am what I true? wrong? No, you could not be more wrong. Sorry. You could not be more wrong. No. <laughs>
3: with great power, Jimmy. Yep. See, that's just
2: oh that's always no, the finish of fin-
3: the quote. No, I'm going to finish it. Oh, the beginning of it is with Sialis comes great power.
2: <laughs> you, now, now you're just making fun of a great quote, and I'm trying to help Connor out. All right, you know, Connor.
3: I don't want him going the Tony Montana
2: route. Like he's getting a little too nutty now. Yeah, you know, uh, with great power, you know, comes I, he didn't say you know. I'm just me just talking here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm putting a little twist on it. Comes great responsibility. But, yeah. Don't don't Jimmy don't I gotta build it up a little bit. Uh, sorry, comes great responsibility. So you're laughing now. You know who else was
3: laughing? Not really laughing, smirking. Probably the What's the name? Um, the mean gobbler. Jim, Jimmy. That's my Jimmy. My in high Jimmy, school.
2: Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, stop it, Jimmy. Oh, the green gobbler. No, Jimmy. Listen, no. You know who else was laughing when Ben Parker said that? Who? Jimmy. I'll tell you. The bullies. No, Peter Parker was. Uh, yeah right, Uncle. Okay, whatever. I'm out of this car. See you later. Sure. I'm going to go win a wrestling match so I get some money for this for, for Mary Jane. I want to I want to impress her. Yeah. So I'm going to do this wrestling match. Then he you know fast forward. Let me just do a little fast forward. He lets the guy get away. He abuses power. He wasn't really responsible right. as Spider Man. As with the with the ability. Of a human spider, the power, the strength, of how much men, he could have stopped that the, the 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 crook from running out of the building after robbing the promoter of the wrestling match he was doing to um, impress Mary Jane, but he didn't, Jimmy. He didn't.
3: Of course not. He's but busy. this is the
2: message for Connor, though. Not gonna, we're going to shorten it off for Connor. This is—he doesn't have to listen to all this. Yeah, he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. Connor probably somebody that knows Connor probably get this, to him. and it's not an attack. But it's the simple quote. I don't have to do the quote again because I kind of I kinda yeah. sidetracked. With great power comes jamming, some responsibility. Comes great. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that you didn't say that. Great <laughs> responsibility. Okay, that's all I want to say. And you know, learn learn from that, man. You can help people. You can help. You can bring people together, and man.
0: Khabib H- is a nice
2: guy. He's a way, great.
0: I he, love a really that dude. nice man. He is, but 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 here's the thing, though. Uh, what? Rightfully so, you're criticizing Connor for what he did. I, I agree. Make, talk about the guy's wife. It's like, come on, dude. But Khabib responded. Called Connor a thing related to the game. him a rapist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we find so, very harshly. Right, so it's like
2: PC producer. No, no, but I, I didn't want to like.
0: It's like, what, hey, he hey, 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 what he said. That is <laughs> what oh, he oh, said.
2: Oh, you make it worse when you don't say the word. Well, because they're trying not to. It's I know they're trying to the keep but it going. But, but, you know anyway, what, but I'm
0: saying, but it's, like, it's not like Khabib completely didn't say anything in the background. No, fuck that, man. Listen,
2: you draw swords and you cross that line. Oh no, for sure. You gotta. It shows the kind of it's bad character and that brings bad karma
0: do
3: the right thing Connor just do the right thing Connor did respond after that and what he actually says I mean smart
0: yeah Connor tweeted after Dana had said that he said I want to move forward with my fans of all fates and all backgrounds all fates challenge us to be our best selves it is one world and one for all now see you in the octagon which everybody's like oh okay I guess Connor's the well the thing is this
3: like you know uh, he's probably going after like hey I'm gonna say something shitty to Khabib and then all of a sudden he's like oh I'm attacking all these people you know
0: yeah oh yeah
2: for sure Listen, man, again, and to be the guy that, that you know, he, he is a, a, he's, what, is he 30?
0: Yeah, I think he just turned 30. All right,
2: man, yeah. he's got so much power. Just it, It's got to be, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be crazy for the guy. We all say I, dumb I go back shit. And forth, every, you know what I mean? And now he's got all this power. You know what I mean? And like, just, just do the right thing, man. It's easy. You can use that to help people. You're still going to, anytime you fight, people going to watch regardless. You don't got to attack. You don't got to take it there. Because it's taken at a place that could just get really, really ugly. So can't we all, uh, you know, get along and stuff? Yeah. I just thought of that saying. It's pretty good. Thank you.
0: Uh, meanwhile, Connor, in that, that Miami Beach situation where he took the guy's phone and all that stuff, some of the charges have now been reduced to lesser. Downgraded. Uh, sure. Downgraded, sure. So he's he's still facing time if if this if it goes poorly for well, him. But it's a significantly less amount of time now, essentially.
2: That's why I like very. Let <laughs> me you said about going into a place, Jimmy, and they all run to you and it says that I don't fucking want that. I like a, just about the fame I got now. Mm-hmm. I go to a UFC event, so I go oh, there's a little ball guy. It's friends with Dana and Jimmy, and I go oh, mm-hmm. hi. You what, You listen to UFC filtered? Yeah, okay. Take a picture. I was out to eat yesterday with the at Kabul. This place, Afghan food. This is delicious, dude.
3: Nice. Oh my goodness, Kabul's a, a city. Oh,
2: oh yeah, Kabul. Delicious, delicious, Jimmy. Delicious. We went and it's you know brown rice bog, which is steak, Jimmy. I'm showing off now, so I get a, a strip of bog and a strip of boneless lamb. Anyway, we all went there to eat. Us, the kids, Uncle Edwin. He was there. He's a good dance uncle. He goes to all the stuff. Does he? Yeah, you know. But anyway, so we all go there. Why am I bringing this up? It was so delicious. Oh, you're saying that about being <laughs> recognized? Oh yes, yeah, so look, guy wanted a picture. No, I, I don't listen.
3: Of your food.
2: Well, I was done eating. No, a picture of my food? Why would you take a picture of your food? Like he, wanted of you know. oh. he wanted a picture of me. He wanted a picture of me because he was a fan. A fan of yours, okay. Well, you know, listen, we were in Strong Island. You weren't eating at the moment. My point yeah. is this
0: Do you get recognized the mo- like in Obviously, you're in Long Island. But like when you're strolling around Long Island, you get recognized. I'm world renowned. Yeah,
2: in Long Island a bunch, but. Yeah. I mean, not always, but but yeah, quite a bit. Just here in Manhattan, and, and I I was in the, the GNC, Penn Station, I ran into a. A city cop, you know, he was going to work and nice, nice guy. Like, listen, I don't know. I'm approachable. I'm a nice dude. Yes, you are. You know, but it's not overbearing. People, oh, over, nev- I never met an asshole to me. Oh, I met, I met Chris, the teacher. <laughs> you know, ah, it, he's a good guy, nice guy.
3: He's, he's a maniac, he's but a he's man- a really good dude. Well,
2: no, he lives right next to me. So he's, a, right. a, he's a maniac. He's a big chip you know, fan. You, been, you know, you've been to my house, right?
3: Has he's, he? Yeah, he's, no, you've been to my house. Yes, him. I have.
2: I don't know the guy enough to be the most. Yeah, yeah, he, he's like a few blocks away. Okay, know, I like Chris. Nice guy. You know, I met him over at the 7-Eleven.
3: Okay, I could have told you that off air. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was really unnecessary, but I'm glad you did. This is what we do. Matt and I yeah. are friends and we talk friends. We are friends. Jimmy,
2: we are friends.
3: By the way. What, Jimmy? Hopefully we'll get Israel on the phone oh. in a couple of days. Him and yeah. Gastelum for the interim middleweight. Max Dustin for the uh, interim lightweight. And then there's also Eric wow. Anders, Khalil Roundtree. Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. That's oh, a fucking You fun missed part. let me tell you. I know you how I missed cool. Khalil on the phone. Wait a second.
0: It was great. That was a great interview. That's was
2: fun. Who? Khalil Roundtree. Khalil don't want... Hold on. <clears throat> Wait, a on. I got choke. Khalil don't like it. <clears throat> <laughs> Khalil Roundtree. Khalil Roundtree. Jimmy,
3: Khalil don't... <laughs> What's he singing? You love it. It's just Khalil's Khalil song. You, you love know. it. I love Khalil. Want me to sing it again? No, do me a favor. What, Jimmy? Just save it till the next episode. It gives me a reason to come back. Oh, great. great you don't point. like The Clash? No, by the way, the fan <laughs> I met this weekend. Why don't you meet? I met a fan. We did a picture. Okay, and Jimmy. 40 times, yes, but you got to start singing with Matt.
2: <gasps> no, he didn't, really. Yes, he did. They love it. They love no, no. it, Jimmy. He. He. do we?
3: He. <laughs> I he he get, was I one get maniac. maniac.
2: People are going to hit right, right in, and they love it, Jimmy. Jimmy, it'd be so much fun. You want to do it?
3: What Not this episode. I've, I've, I've my voice. I'm lucky
2: I can yeah, talk. Yeah, got to get
0: some tea. It, get it's it.
2: in Barbosa's song when, when how, I can come how, out next how, week how about
3: um, I Just Camorra the man song it's fun
2: could, could you I mean, do I, I was thinking of you. It's the,
3: it's the Queen song could you what? put a Kamora on somebody if you were both standing yes I sure I told that the other day how about if they're bigger are you sure okay you know how about if they're strong Jimmy you could do that just kimura, man. I wonder to know how you put a kimura on a guy's standing. I, I don't. I'm not too put lazy to his train. Arm behind his back, what? I'm too lazy to train, but I want to do a quick Kimora in case the guy looks at me wrong. What's he gonna do? Oh, really? Yeah. Quick kimura. Quick kimura. You got to put the work in. You, know? you right. got to put that work in. Come on. I am. I'm talking to my good friend. Well, I mean, no, no, no. Oh, I'm a mean, jujitsu wise. Oh. It's really a lot of fun. How long did Jiu Jitsu before I could throw a Kimura on a taller man? (laughs) Let's talk about these (laughs) fights,
0: Jimmy. (laughs) That's
3: such an annoying question. I want a time frame.
2: (laughs) Finally, fucking wore me out (laughs) with that. Uh, Listen, these fights are amazing. And by the way, what I was saying before I started singing Khalil Roundtree, he's a very chill dude, man. I love him. Yeah, but
0: I mean, he—you missed him. He was on list. I know. Week. I was sick.
3: He's, move,
2: he's
0: moving to Thailand. Spent four months in Thailand. Loved it. Jimmy, he's, he was like a
2: really like as a kid. He was saying he was a real fat kid. He was real heavy and overweight. Is he? So I mean, now he looks like a fucking superhero. Yeah, he
3: does. You
2: know, all the girls back. He was telling he was talking to girls back in high school, and they were
3: like, "Oh, he's having a crush on you." He's like, "No, you did not." <laughs> he's funny. I what, like him. What about what's what's his record? and What's Eric Anders' record? Here, let's pull it. Anders lost to... Didn't yeah, he but lose he to Thiago Santos? Anders yeah. on a
0: couple of Two fights eight. in a row, but one of them was against Thiago Santos on like three days' notice, basically. And then he came back against Elias Theodoro, and he lost that fight. That's though, right.
3: So. Yeah, and Santos is fighting uh, John Jones July 6th. This is it July 6th? Uh, yeah, that's International uh, Fight Week. Yes, Ooh. that's the July 4th weekend. Fuck. Um, JDS cool. against... Uh, they're saying it might be JDS against Francis Ngannou.
0: Yeah, not official, but... Shit, that's a great fight. And that Ooh, makes sense if that's what really makes gets sense. put together. Man, yeah.
3: oh man, oh man.
0: Uh, Khalil is seven and three with one no contest. He Ooh. lost the fight, but then it was overturned because uh, Michael Alexichuk tested positive for something. And Khalil's no one
2: of those guys, Correct. after having him on the show, I like I like him a lot more.
0: I, I didn't not like him. But now I really like. You feel
3: more connected. Oh so my life. goodness! Wasn't, Wasn't it, he
0: great? Wasn't he great? I, I love that interview. It was really good. Yeah, he it was, was really. Good. Why is he in Thailand?
3: Sure. Is he? Uh, does he just love the culture there? He's or is he living a dream, man?
0: Well, he wanted to learn the. He said he wanted to go learn the actual clinch Thai, Thai clinch. You know, so yeah. he, that's where he went, and he that's loves it there. Awesome. So, and uh, Eric Anders is eleven and three. And he's got, two, he's lost three of his last four, actually. Which yeah, is but crazy. when you
2: look at those fights, one, he took it on two days, how many days notice? Something ridiculous. I mean, literally three and days. And I think
0: he had right, to fly right. to Brazil or some shit. Yeah, but I think it was in Argentina, but yes. Well, uh,
2: you know. Oh, no, was Brazil, it? you're right. Brazil. Well, I was right.
0: Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm being a brat. No, no,
2: you got it. But, uh, and then the other one, you know, um, he fought my, uh, who, who did he lose? Uh, Elias. Uh, yeah. Elias, yeah. And Elias, Theodoro, he has a way of winning. I know that sounds silly, but he has an unorthodox an style, and I'm going to say it's unorthodox because it is. It's hard to, to, he has a good way of closing the distance. He mixes up his strikes with his clinch work, and yeah. he's a, he doesn't take a lot of damage. No. He's got a very good um, uh, measure of distance. Uh, you know, he closes it very well. He uses his legs very well. I like the way he moves around the cage. He's a hard guy to train for. So he, he gets a lot of decisions that way. Yeah. was sure. his record, by the way?
0: Uh we could pull it. I was gonna say, by the way, pull Eric Anders' other only other loss, a split decision loss to Machida, who it's like Yeah. You know, you know how that could go. And I actually, now that I'm thinking back, I thought he won that, that fight. That was a close No, no Eric Brazil, but first of all, but... this fight is gonna be sick because oh, they're both yeah.
3: they're both gamers, man. By the way, there's some good fights on the uh prelims too. Curtis Melander against Bilal Muhammad. Really good fight. Welterweight. And uh uh Andre Su uh, <sighs> yep. against, against Montel Jackson, bantamweight Really Chris fun player. fight. Did uh, I say his last name right? And you got, you got it, Muhammad yeah. yeah. Go. Uh, um,
0: Eliza sixteen and two. He's won three in a row now. Oh, the return of
2: uh I'm sorry about that. I don't want to break give that guy less um uh smoke. What did you say about that guy?
1: Who? Oh, I am just saying Elias about? is 16-2. Oh, He's Elias, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, Elias is a fucking stud, man. Yeah, man. Uh, the return of uh, Alan Joban. Where's he been? Where the uh, fuck's he been? I don't know. Let's see what his, his last, fight last I time. thought I he
3: had an injury, but I could be completely stupid and wrong.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
2: Doing Let's a podcast see. with Karen Bryant. <laughs> She's nice, Karen
0: Bryant. Yeah, his last fight was uh, February of last year. Oh, that's, uh, he, he knocked out Ben Saunders, actually. Oh, fuck
3: fight. yeah, he did. That's my yeah. buddy, Killer B. So I don't know if he had any injury or anything like that, but... He's fighting Dwight Clark on the main card. Or Dwight Grant, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Dwight Clark. And the uh, the opening fight is uh, OSP against Nikita Krylov, and I, I love OSP. You love OSP. Oh, yeah.
0: No, this is a great card from really from top to bottom. I'm excited. Boston Salmon is fighting on this.
3: Uh, and that's card. his legit name. Yeah, not a nickname. What no, is it? no,
0: that's his real name. And he he was on the Contender Series. He looked great there, and he, uh, he he's now
3: getting a shot in the
0: UFC. So. Hey, enough for nothing. nothing, yeah. I gotta stop saying not for nothing. Does that make sense? Sure does. Yes.
2: Oh, enough for nothing. Uh, yes,
3: whenever I ask you, girl, sure. you wanna have sex? <laughs> 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 uh. <coughs> oh,
2: I'm excited, very excited for this fight. Jimmy Rivera versus Peter Jan. Pietra. Pietra. Yeah, Pietra. Yeah. Pietra? yeah. But uh, Pietra? That's
0: an awesome fight. Pietra. Yeah, it's Pietra
2: like. Pietra Yan Yan? Correct. Yep. Dude, that's a great fight. I like me some Jimmy Rivera. I, it I, was I really didn't like when Aljo had to fight him. I mean, I love how Aljo did. Yeah. Obviously, I, I love Aljo. But, um, you know, Jimmy, I like very much. And nice. seeing him all week long, he's just always... He's such, I'll tell you, it was funny. I told you this before, but he's smiling all week long. <laughs> and I told Aljo, well, look, man. Because Aljo's like, yo, man, he's making it hard because he's, he's a likable dude. You know, I want to trying to get in the zone. I go, trust me, man. He's not going to be smiling at you in the cage. When he came in that fucking cage and he's, he's throwing his arms around, when he's running around the cage, he looked like a little fucking pit bull. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't smiling anymore. It was great. Good fight, though.
0: So, yeah, that's uh, UFC 238. That's Couto <coughs> versus Marais is the main event of that card, June 8th. But that's uh, Rivera and uh, Pietro Jan. Who, by the way, if you didn't see Jan's last fight against, um, uh, oh, God, John Dotson, woof, what a performance that was by Jan. That was like a real... You know, he showed another level. So what, are really fucking, what are you, a fucking
2: dog? What do you say, woof? Hey, if you didn't say that fight, hey, Jimmy, if you didn't see that fight, woof, woof. What the <laughs> fuck's he talking about? <laughs> you? Bark- Why are you, you- fucking woofing? <laughs> you bark- I didn't bark You're in bark- ages. I sing right, now. Get right. with it, man. That's right. That's I didn't right. bark in a minute. Jimmy, I said Jimmy. Go ahead. bark. No, a minute, I said. I sound younger. He's younger. I sound younger. He's relevant. Younger. Yeah,
3: first of all, I didn't bark in a minute. No, it would have been fire if you did. What? You're woke. Young people shit. (laughs) Oh, shit, man. I'm sorry,
2: man. I'm trying to get with it, man. I'm untuck it. What? (laughs) Sorry, Jimmy. Hey, this fight's in a week. But also, Jimmy, can we just talk about um, Cowboy Oliveira versus Mike Perry? Did we talk about that yet? Not yet. Fuck.
3: Depends on where that fight winds up. I mean, if Mike... uh, Gets a hold of him, and, and uh, it can land, but I'm telling you, that's very dangerous fight for Mike. I think just these like cowboys both guys. so good on the ground.
0: I, I agree. It's gonna. I mean, that is a wild fight, but yes, I think. I think anytime it goes to the ground, it's it's gonna be a, a problem for Mike Perry for sure. Yeah. But,
2: well, Mike. Yeah. I mean, let's
0: see. I mean, we going. don't know. We haven't seen him a little bit, you know. Yeah.
2: Or as the kids say, we haven't seen him in a minute. In a minute, yeah, in a minute sure. Right, Jimmy. Yep. You say that cool, Jimmy. I do. I haven't seen him in a. Uh, or I say it in a in a, yeah, in a minute. Well, Jimmy. I think I gotta go take the train in a minute. Okay. No, wait, that's a long time in an actual minute.
0: Yeah, <laughs> in a New York minute. Ah. <laughs> uh, for the record, I knew that wasn't gonna hit, but I just wanted to say. Well, all right.
3: Listen, guys,
2: I had so much fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, what else do we have to say? Thank Jimmy? you to Lou
3: DiBella. A, yes. a really fun talking to Lou. And also, of course, always good to have Max Holloway. We appreciate him giving us a few minutes. Yeah, he's the best, Max. He really is. Max is, man.
2: I like Max a lot. Yeah, you and I like Khalil Roundtree. That. Yeah, not just because I like to say his name. I just, like a great like, name. I got a great song to go with it. Tell me, well, no, not,
3: not yet. She, no, no, not yet. Let me, when? Let me say enjoy, when, Jimmy. Let me enjoy it after. Listen, get tickets if you want to see me in May in Rochester at Comedy on the Carlson. Yeah. My Stress Factory date has been moved to October because I may be filming something. All right. Oh, mysterious. Oh, what are you going to be filming, Jimmy?
2: Tell us. Breaking news, everyone.
3: No, because I don't know if I'm going. What? No, I'm moving it in case I film something. Oh, in case you film something. I don't want to cancel last minute in case I should. Oh, in case you don't get the part? Well, it's something I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Let's not end the show like this. Why? Because it's fucking weird. perfect. Bye, Jimmy. Okay, bye, Matt. All right, now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up?
0: Because knowing your limits matters